Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jason Statham punching sharks? Is it hit or miss? In this week's episode of Cognitive Recalibration, we review The Meg. Hi everyone and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration podcast. As you heard in the intro, we're going to be talking about Jason Statham's The Meg. I'm your host, Shravan. We've got our co-host, Tone, here with us, live from Hobart. Hey, everyone. So how's your week? Yeah, it's going okay. It's bloody freezing here. I'm wearing my Kathmandu jacket inside. It's actually warming up a bit here in Melbourne, so it's not, not as bad. My face is about to freeze off. I'm getting frostbite. It's fucked. <laughs> uh, okay, so we watched The Meg. What were your expectations for this movie? Actually, like, I had high expectations, but different high expectations. I wanted wanted it to be, like, a campy, stupid, fun movie. Kind of B-movie, good stuff. Yeah, same with me. Like, I didn't really expect much from this movie, because I hadn't really seen many of the... Like, I only saw the trailer in the cinema, so I I didn't really um, watch it on YouTube or anything. I wasn't really anticipating this movie. Just saw the trailer, thought it might be fun, could be anything. So I went in with pretty low expectations. Yeah. It's not a movie that I expected to be good, but it's a movie that I expected to like because it will be shit. So anyway, for uh, any new listeners that are here, so we first do a review of the movie. So this week it's going to be The Meg. We do non-spoilers and then we do some spoilers and then we talk about any news in the movie world that happened in the last week or so. So we'll start off with a non-spoiler review. So if you haven't seen The Meg, you're welcome to keep listening. Or if you've already tuned out because we're too boring, see you later. Ladies. (laughs) But this is where the fun starts, so I'd, I'd recommend you stay. Yeah, look, I won't force you to do anything, but if you want to, you can do what you want. So we'll start with the story of The Meg. Do you want to explain the story? The story. There's a big shark and it wants to kill people. Yeah, pretty much. If that's you're going to pitch it to someone, that's probably how you'd pitch it. <laughs> that's a story, like legit. There's more There's more to it, but overall story, that's it. So in terms of the actual source of the story, it's from a novel. <laughs> legit? Okay. Yeah, it's actually based off a novel. So the novel is 
Meg, a novel of deep terror by Steve Alton. And apparently the novel is much more along the lines of a Jurassic Park. So it's a little bit more scientific. Yeah. Less, uh, less well, Jason Statham doing whatever the fuck he wants. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's a, there's a little bit more science behind it. It's a little bit more serious in tone compared to this yes. movie. But we'll talk about the tone for this movie because I thought there were a lot of inconsistencies in terms oh. of tone. <laughs> oh, there's some funny parts. Uh, yeah. We'll get to it. Yeah. In terms of the the book, I heard that it's a lot more about the Meg itself. So there's a whole origin story for the Meg, and it dates back to the prehistoric era. So it, apparently the first paragraph of the Meg is like the Meg takes out a T-Rex. Oh, okay. Is is the Meg a real a real animal? It's They've suspected that there might have been something like this. It, apparently it did exist, but I don't think they found fossils. I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it it's theorized that it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it could have yeah. existed, possibly, like yeah. in the di- like I think it's post dinosaurs, but pre humans. That sort of. Yeah. So just before you were born. <laughs> don't give away my age. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of budget, box office, we'll quickly run through that. Budget was $150 million. I think that's $140 million too much. Speak for yourself, man. It's a bit harsh. It, it, some, of the, some of the CGI and visuals are quite nice, and the, the budget does show. I thought all of it was nice. Like, some of it's got this campy feel, but I felt like it was on purpose. Well, well, we'll talk about in the review what what my thoughts were. In terms of box office to date, it's two hundred sixteen point six million, which is pretty decent, I guess, considering twenty nine percent of that is from United States. Yeah, and the rest of it is from the seventy one percent is from overseas. The cast is it's got some Chinese. Yeah, there are some Chinese actors, so they've obviously targeted that market, and I think it'll do reasonably well in China. Because of that, um, the main actress is one of the main uh, Chinese actresses in the Chinese film industry. So that's a big selling point for them. 2018 is the year for Hollywood to cater to Chinese people, isn't it? It's like, let's make movies so that Chinese people will watch these. Well, Transformers have always done well in China. And I think all the, there, there's this one and also Skyscraper. That yeah, tried to uh, crazy yeah. rich Asians coming up, coming up. Yeah, yeah, but I think that might actually be the best of these three, anyway. Uh, and that's that's yeah. all Asian cast. Whereas this yeah. is like the main actor still like Jace, uh, Jason Statham, or, yeah. or The Rock, and it just has secondary characters which are Asian. But that's actually a fully Asian film. But like anyway, the... that's that's a that's a review for another time. Crazy rich Asians. Yeah, well, we'll see if we can do that, but you won't do that for some reason, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we thought we'd branch out, but anyway, you'll, we'll, we'll see if we actually review that one. I've got some background info on the Meg, which you asked about before. So it's a 75 foot long or a 23 meter shark, more or less. It's just a shark. So it's an extinct species of st- shark that lived 2.3 to 2.6 million years ago. Apparently. Fair the enough. closest relative to 
the Megalodon is the Great White Shark. Yeah. In present day. And the Great White Shark is approximately 6.1 metres in length. So yeah. the Meg's approximately four, me- four times longer. Did you, did you expect the Meg to be bigger in the movie than it actually was? In the trailers, they make it look bigger. But in the movie, there are some... I don't know, it's a bit inconsistent because some places it does look really big. Yeah, I thought it was going to be as big as a whale. Or like bigger than a whale. It's probably about as big as a whale, I think. No, it, it doesn't look as big as a whale. Have you seen that shot? Uh, well, there's this poster. It's got the boat. And it's got the mag coming to eat the boat from the bottom. Yeah. And its whole jaws are bigger than the boat. Yeah, yeah. I That's thought it was probably... going to be that big. Nah, well, in the movie, we'll talk about it in spoilers, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit inconsistent. I, I'm not actually, I'm still not sure how big it is. But yeah. in the movie, they say it's 75 foot long or 23 meters long. It's pretty big. It's not small. It's bigger than the other sharks because you see it compared to other sharks and it's bigger. A little bit more background about this film. It's directed by John Turtletub. So oh, yeah. He's directed, uh, I've got a just a, a highlights of his filmography here. So he's directed The Three Ninjas in 1992. I don't know if you remember that movie. Haven't it's about it. these three brothers that learn martial arts. Oh, I'm going to watch that tonight. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I'm going to watch it. It's like Karate Kid, but yeah. way more cheesy. Oh, okay. That's my favorite kind of movie. Yeah. And what then else? he directed Cool Runnings, which is a pretty good movie. Cool Runnings is fucking amazing. I love that movie. After that, that's when his masterpieces really started. So National Treasure, 2004. Yep. yep. National Treasure Book of Secrets, 2007. Yep. And Sorcerer's Apprentice, 2010. Yep. Some of my favorite movies. The Nick Cage specials. Like, legit, I actually like those movies. Fight me if you don't. <laughs> I, well, I'm not going to because I like them too. <laughs> but coming to this movie, so the cast, we got Jason Statham. Yep, he's good. He's good. It's Jason Statham playing Jason Statham. He talks in his British accent and acts like he doesn't want to be there and kicks ass. Yeah. That's his character, yeah. I feel like you did not like this movie as much as I did. I think I liked it for different reasons to why you probably liked it. I feel like I would rather watch this over Han Solo. I'd rather watch this over... Hotel Transylvania 3? Oh, yeah, 100%. That was shit. Why do people <laughs> like that? Also, if you're a listener, why do you keep listening to the Hotel Transylvania podcast? Like, I don't understand. I thought it would be really shit, but anyway... Next is Lee Bingbing, who's yeah. a, a big actress in China. She's one of the leading actresses in China, and she was uh, prior to this, she was in Transformers: Age of Extinction. Haven't seen it. The fourth one, right? That's Haven't the seen it. Yeah, and I think she was in a couple of other movies, but yeah, um, we'll never watch that movie. <laughs> I don't even know which one it is. She was terrible. I thought she was by far one of the worst actors in this movie. <laughs> There was just these scenes where they just linger on her face just for no reason, just to get her expression or her reaction to something, and it made no <laughs> sense. And just her dialogue was cringeworthy. And then they had this separate, I guess, kind of a love romance track between her and Jason Statham, and it made absolutely no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty hilarious. It, it didn't make any sense, but I still liked it, and I thought she wasn't bad. English is a second language. 
And the dialogue she was working with was not A+. plus. So she did well with what she had to work with. Yeah, I don't blame her completely, but still, yeah, wasn't wasn't great. I thought she was all right. I know you hate her, but I thought she was. I thought she was fine. And then there's Rain Wilson. So he was playing like the billionaire that owns the marine facility. So basically, the story is he sets up this marine facility to research sea life in in that area. And they end up finding that there's a, a layer of hydrogen sulfide or something at the bottom of the ocean. And once I you know, go, some bullshit like that. <laughs> they didn't know that you could go below that. So they do go below that. And then it has all these other creatures that were never discovered before. One of them being the Megalodon, which escapes. So that's what happens. So Rain Wilson, he was pretty much sort of like the comic relief, but then not really. Not really. A little bit. And then kind of like a villain as well, but. Not really that as well. Yeah. His character was just like a whole bunch of mixture of things. He was a bit disappointing. Thought he would be better. But in terms of performance, I guess he tried to... With what he had, I think he did okay. Yeah, he He, he, he was entertaining, well with, I guess, at least. Yeah. But his character was written pretty poorly. He was a bit disappointing, just because you expect a lot from him. Because of, he was Dwight from The Office, but... Next we had Ruby Rose who's been recently cast as Batwoman. Yeah. Uh, hopefully her acting is better in that role because in this one it wasn't very good. <laughs> there is the one scene where it's pretty terrible, but I thought it was funny terrible, like she did it on purpose. And the camera lingers on her like way too long in that scene as well. It's basically a scene where she has to cry and she, yeah, it just yeah, it's, wasn't it's good. It's pretty horrible. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny though. I laughed. I actually laughed as well, probably at that point. I'm like, what What the hell is this? There was Winston Chow, who was Lee Bing, Bing's father. He was pretty bad. Yeah, I didn't write him. He's not that bad, but he has nothing to work with, so his character's not written that well. Yeah, so if I, if I were to grade the cast members so far, I'd give Jason Statham a pass, I guess, because he just does what he does. So, yeah, pass. Lee Bing Bing, fail, for sure. Rain Wilson... Borderline, borderline I'll give pass. Give a pass. Yeah, I would give Lee Big Big a pass as well. <laughs> I reckon she was fine. It sounds like you'd give her like a high distinction. <laughs> yeah, Lee Big Big's the best man. She's my favorite actress. <laughs> Winston Chow, fail. Next we had Cliff Curtis, who was Mac. So he was like kind of the the main manager on the marine oh, facility. New Zealand dude. Yeah, yeah. he was fine. I enjoyed it. He him. was okay, but then he had some jokes that just didn't land. Oh, they all landed for me, but... <laughs> <laughs> they kind of made, like, because he starts off being as, like, a serious character. Yeah, he does. And then... Yeah. And then he starts to make jokes about him. And then he him starts to make jokes. And Statham and Lee Big Big. So I'd probably... He was all right, so I'd probably give him a pass, because yeah. he wasn't that bad. Yeah, he was okay. And then there was Shuya Sophia Chui? Is that the daughter? That's the daughter. So she was she was probably one of the better actors in the movie and she doesn't even know how to act properly. No, she was pretty good. <laughs> you're, you're really hating on all these people. Then. It's their livelihood, mate. <laughs> um, I thought she was pretty good. She, she was okay. For, for what she had, she was okay. And she had some jokes with Jason Statham, which were actually pretty funny. Yeah, they were. Not for the right reasons. But... Yeah, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, not definitely. None of this was funny for the right reasons. Yeah. <laughs> there was Paige Kennedy, who was DJ. He was the. Oh um... yeah, his his character is a bit weird. It's his character is rated really poorly. Yeah. So basically, yeah. I think he's meant to be the comic relief, but then he has these really dramatic moments where he gets all serious as well. Which which would be fine, except the comic relief and the dramatic moments are really close together. Yeah. So it does like they're literally coat. one after the other in the same scene. So he'll yeah. be saying a joke, and then the next dialogue he says is something serious. It's just all in one line. So yeah. he's like, he says a joke, and then he says something serious. <laughs> so it's it's kind of comic relief in a way still, but I didn't think that's what they were going for. There was Robert Taylor who was the doctor on board, and he was also witnessing. I guess Jason Statham at the beginning of the movie, where he apparently he goes through some post-traumatic stress disorder or something. He goes... Jason Statham does. Jason Statham, yeah. The doctor's really over the top. Oh, actually, they have, they have a specific name for it. It goes through pressure-induced psychosis. That's definitely a real thing. <laughs> but anyway, he witnesses that, and then ever since then he kind of hates Jason Statham. But it's really over the top. It's and that like... conflict goes nowhere in the movie because it gets resolved, like, very... Very quickly. Like, pretty much like every conflict in this movie. It gets resolved in about 10 minutes into becoming In, in like the problem. next scene. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it works well. And then there's these three guys that were on, um, that were sent down past the hydrogen sulfide to look at the, the, the sea life first. And they're the ones that get trapped and meet the megalodon. One of them is Stath- Jason Statham's ex-wife in the movie. She didn't even need to be that, to be I honest. I thought she was going to be a bigger role in this movie, but she's really not in it all <laughs> yeah. that much. Like, she could have been anyone. There was yeah. no reason for her to be Jason Statham's ex-wife. There's no, no reason. But, but, yeah, I tried to make up a reason. I couldn't actually think of one. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no reason for her. Well, she I is. guess their reasoning is that he comes back because she's trapped down there. But he doesn't really care about her anyway, so I don't get yeah. it. He comes back and then starts flirting with Lee Big Big, so obviously yeah. doesn't care about it all that much. And then there's two other guys. There's one guy that you said was on for Hawaii Five O. Hawaii Five O, yeah. What's his name? I forgot his, his name. name in the movie is Toshi. What's his uh, name? In real his life? real name is Marcy Oka. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, I love him from Hawaii Five O. He's not in this all that much though. The other dudes are useless as well. Most of them are useless. But I'm giving Masioka a pass because he's in Hawaii Five O. No, nothing based off this movie, just because he's in Hawaii Five O. So I give I give pretty much everyone a fail except for the daughter, Jason Statham, Jason. and probably Cliff Curtis, New Zealand dude. Yeah, and Libby Bing. No, she's like <laughs> the bottom of the pile. <laughs> if you drew a bell curve, she's like the bottom, the bottom part. Fair enough. She's the top part for me, though. She was the best part of the movie. You, you've got a reverse bell curve. Yeah, reverse bell curve. <laughs> Lee Big Big's the best part. We can talk about the positives and negatives. I'll get through the positives first because they're quick for me. I guess the Meg looks good and all the sharks and the sea life look pretty good in terms of the visuals. They did spend $150 million on this movie and I guess it shows in terms of the visuals. And I guess... Some of the comedy, when I say some, I just mean like two scenes with the daughter and Jason Statham hit. <laughs> All of the comedy hit for me. 
not in the ways they probably intended, but... Did you have... What, what were your positives? I thought it was funny. Well, like, in a way that only I would probably find it funny. And not definitely not in the way that they intended it to be funny. It looks pretty nice. Visuals-wise, yeah. Jason Statham fights a shark. That's cool. That's all you need. That's all I needed from this movie. It's a B-movie comedy and Jason Statham fighting a shark. Well, my negatives, this might take a while. So, um, firstly, the acting, like I've already mentioned, it was pretty bad all around. The writing was pretty bad. The script um, just, it kept switching in tone. So, they have moments where it was very serious and it tried to be emotional with character moments and none of them hit. And then there was four subplots which weren't required and... Yeah, basically, it it didn't know what it wanted to be because one scene it looked like it was trying to be funny and then the next scene it would be all serious. And there was really no pace in the movie. Like, it felt it, I felt it was a bit slow. So I thought once the Meg was introduced that the movie would just be action till the end. But it's kind of start and stop. So you'd have an action scene and then it, they'd just be hanging around in the facility for like 10 minutes, just having a chat. And then they'd have another action scene, and then they'd hang around again. But that, that's where they have all the comedy bits, so that's the best part. Yeah, if the comedy was actually good, then maybe it would have <laughs> been all right, but no. Nah. <laughs> what were your negatives? It's stupid. It's a stupid movie. But I guess I kind of liked that it was stupid. It was probably a touch too long. Could have shortened it yeah. by about 15 to 20 Total, totally wise, it's all over the place, 100%, but I kind of like that because it was funny. So it's not a great movie by any chance. Yeah. It's not going to win any awards, except maybe a Razzie. <laughs> probably win a Razzie. But, it's yeah. probably a contender, yeah. Lee Bing Bing's definitely a contender. What, for a Razzie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, she's contender for Best Actress, mate, Oscar. <laughs> Apparently, a couple of our friends were... Well, they were, they were just out on, on Saturday night and one of them really wanted to watch The Meg, but the other two didn't. <laughs> like, they really didn't. So they didn't <laughs> end up going. Yeah. Well, I should have been there. I would have, I would have watched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can catch up with the other friend and watch it yeah. with him again. I'll watch it this weekend. I enjoyed it. I feel really, I feel really personally, personally hit that you hate this movie so much. It's... It's really got me, yeah. Uh, I don't know, I just did not enjoy it. I, I watched it on a Friday night, packed theatre, I watched it with my wife. I think she actually enjoyed it more than me, which is surprising. I thought this would be the last movie that she'd enjoy, but oh. yeah. Well, it was it was kind of a trade-off, because I was like, okay, we're going to watch the Meg, but um, we will also watch Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. So that's yeah. why that's why So maybe she's going to hate Crazy Rich Asians and you're going to love I'm it. And maybe I'm going to love it. Yeah, yeah. let's see. Yeah. I wish get your wife to do the pot this podcast with me. I want to talk to someone who loves this movie. <laughs> get okay. her in here. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we'll get her. Maybe we'll get her in for Crazy Rich Asians, and she'll hate it, and I'll love it, and it'll be it'll be interesting. In terms of overall rating, I'd give it a definitely don't go out of your way to watch it. It was disappointing for me, and. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to give it the lowest rating that I've given any movie so far. So definitely don't go out and watch it. Okay. I'm, I'm hurt, but 
you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's all right, John Turtletop. We'll come back from this. I well, I'll just add that the movie basically. I don't, I don't think it knew exactly what it what it wanted to be. At parts, it wanted to be a serious movie, and then at parts, it wanted to be a stupid action film. But it just couldn't get the balance right. So, sorry. I feel like it's good campy B film with Jason Statham. It could have been better, hundred percent, but. I would still give it probably a 2,387.5. Wow, okay. We're up to the four figures now. Yeah, just for this one, a special one for this one. Well, I'll take this opportunity to explain once again. If you are joining us for the first time, Tan's ratings are not out of a certain number. So for every movie, he'll just give a different number. They're all It's like a moving scale, so they're all out of different numbers. So you can't really compare this to any other reviews that we've done. But it sounds like he really enjoyed it, so that's a pretty good rating. Like, I would definitely watch this again. If you asked me to watch this again tomorrow, I'd probably be like, yeah, let's do it. I wouldn't join you, but yeah. (laughs) You would not watch it again. The only time I might watch this again is if we get a whole bunch of people together. Oh, 100%. Just for the sole purpose of ripping into a movie. Yeah. So if we ever do a commentary and we just want to trash a movie from start to finish, we'd probably do this one. This is like this is the perfect mix of shit and not too shit that I'm gonna claw my eyes out for me. I think this is the perfect amount. So this sounds like this was what you wanted skyscraper to be. Yeah. Well, if it was a bit worse, it would have been better. I think it was possibly too good. I wanted it to actually be worse than it was. You wanted this to be worse than it was. Yeah, I wanted it to be worse than it was. It was possibly a bit too good for me. Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. Yeah. We'll jump into some spoilers. So if you haven't seen The Meg and you actually care about spoilers for this movie, come back to this point in, in the in the episode and you can listen to our spoilers after you've watched it. But if you don't care about spoilers or you have seen the movie, just keep listening. So we'll start with the pressure-induced psychosis. I don't know if you remember that, but that's the yeah. reason why Jason Statham, well, he ends up going to Thailand and drinking beer 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. He's in pretty good shape for someone that drinks beer all the time. He is. He looks like he works out after he drinks beer, so he's staying he's staying fit. There's this funny part at the very start when he's about to go into the water and he won't go into the water because and you're like, oh he's got like post traumatic stress disorder or something. And he doesn't go into the water and then after like ten seconds he goes like, in. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. And then, and then it's fine. never it's never revisited again. Never again. Yeah, it never pays off because they kind of build it up like he's got this whole like mental issue with going back in the water and yeah. but it never comes back it's again. Like it's fine. Yeah. It's better than like everyone else there yeah. who doesn't even have issues. Neck he's he's diving into the water with with just a life vest and just shooting the shark and doing all this shit. It's yeah. That's hilarious. That part's good. Yeah, and then, well, then it moves on to the modern day where they have this research facility and they're trying to find what's under this layer of hydrogen sulfide. Yeah. And they end up going under and they find that there's, firstly, there's this giant squid and then there's the the Meg. Yeah. So the Meg attacks them and they get stranded underneath the layer and they need to call on the services of Jason Statham because he's the only one that has experienced this level of depth 
before doing, doing a rescue at this level yeah, of depth. Doing doing yeah. a rescue at this Yeah. Which, I just again I didn't I don't know like yeah. th- there's actually a dialogue that they say cuz they've done it up to like 11 11,000. Le- yeah, 11,000 and this is like 15,000 and they're like yeah, no one's done it. Like there's a difference between 11,000 and 15,000. That's why I have to get Jason Statham. Yeah. I like it's it's okay. It's totally stupid, but I bought it. Um I just want to say there's this part that we skipped at the start where he's doing the rescue where he leaves the two guys behind. Yeah, leaves then, the two guys behind. Yeah, yeah, so he closes the shuttle thing and he's about to leave. And then that doctor guy's like, What are you doing? And it's this really dramatic scene where he like pushes him up against the wall and he's like, You're crazy. <laughs> it was really it's that's when I'm like, this movie's gonna be amazing. Okay, and then basically we have some action with the giant squid and the and then Lee Bing Ming decides to For some reason go for some reason to, to go solo and try to save them herself. She goes and broke. trying to recruit Jason Statham from Thailand. Yeah, and then there's the part when he say he comes back and saves the two of them and then Lee Bing Bing blames him for not saving the other guy. She's like, you left him there to die, didn't you? It's just like, what the fuck? Where'd you get the information from? Where's, where's this information coming from? Yeah, and then she, like, hates him. Like, that's literally the scene. She hates him. She's like, you just leave people behind. That's what you're known for. And she just goes on this massive rant. Yeah. And then the very next scene, like, literally the very next scene, she, she like, walks, walks in into his room. <laughs> She walks in on me naked, and she's like, "Yeah, I want to hit that." <laughs> Actually, that's so where what the happens. hell did that come from? Like, you you hated him like literally the scene before this, and uh, then this really awkward love track begins yeah, between but, them. But the funny part is, Jason Statham comes back to save his ex-wife, and you're like, "Oh, he's going to save his ex-wife, and then they're going to rekindle their love or whatever." But that never no, happens. He, he wants. He wants to bag this Asian chick, and the ex-wife's fine with it. She's like, yeah, go for it. You deserve yeah, go this. For it. Like, for some reason, everyone's fine with it. They're like, yeah. yeah, I think you two would be good together. Like, what What makes you say that? Like, yeah, like... What based off what? <laughs> there's no chemistry. There's, there's not, even the daughter's all for it, and you're like, what is going on? Uh, I think they've all gotten delusional because they're living on this... <laughs> Little research facility off land. Everyone's everyone's definitely at least ninety percent crazy in this movie. And then we have a series of just random action sequences. There's a part where they put her in a tank, in a fish tank, so that she can she can poison the Meg or something. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't work. And then no, Jason no, she Tatham poisons has to it. Save her. She poisons it. Oh, but then it goes rogue and tries yeah, to. It yeah, it tries to eat her. But yeah. Jason Statham comes to the rescue. Comes to the rescue. He he ba- he basically swims up and saves her. Pretty much, yeah. And then they end up killing that Meg. Yeah, it's dead. But the twist of the movie, there's two there's Megs. A second and there's Meg. one that's even bigger, and it comes out and <laughs> just, just out of nowhere, you knew it was coming because the guy falls in the scene just before the second Meg comes. The guy falls into the water, and you're like. There's no reason for the guy to be in the water at the moment. Something's going to yeah. come out of the water. And they kind of make it like a joke. So they're like joking around. It's like, hey, because he got scared and he fell in the water. And they just it's just this really long joke. It goes for like two minutes. And you're like, they're something's going to come out of the water. You know it's going to But then obviously that guy's going to die. So yeah. like the, the bigger Meg comes out, eats him. 
capsizes the whole boat, so everyone's like in the water now. And then that's when Ruby Rose's crying scene happens yeah, as well. So the, the doctor, doctor sacrifices himself. For some reason, the doctor sacrifices himself. That's that's exactly the point where they they needed the doctor as well because yeah. Lee, Lee Bing's father gets injured. It's like we need a doctor. Like, they literally say that they're like we need a doctor. It's like, Where's the doctor? It's like, sorry guys, I'm gonna sacrifice myself. The like, fun- thanks, mate. The funniest part is before this scene. I'm pretty sure Ruby Rose's character and the Doctor have never spoken to each other before. They have yeah. no chemistry. There's but nothing they, there. Yeah, and then he turns to her and he goes, you're a good girl. And he starts flashing and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Why, why do you care about this chick? <laughs> where did that come from? Yeah, where did that come from? So he dies. He dies. The bag eats him. And then Ruby Rose cries. And then For like the, a minute. And then the dad dies. And then, so the dad's fine as well. So like he's he's injured, and then they like get in a, a, a dinghy and they're like taking they take him back to a research facility, and he's fine. And then he just dies. <laughs> he just is, dies. <laughs> there's this really funny moment in the dinghy when he's like saying all this random shit. He's like, "You're so much stronger than me," or some shit. Was that in the dinghy or was that in the boat beforehand? No, no, it was, it was when they were on the way back. So he was fine. He was, he was fine. fine on the boat. Yeah. He was like, oh, he's just a bit injured. I think we just need a doctor. Yeah. Like, it didn't look like he was dying. He just looked like he was wounded, but, but he wasn't life-threatening. Yeah. And then on the way back, he starts speaking Mandarin and, like, going back in time and talking about his daughter, how she's stronger than he is. Yeah. And then he just dies out of nowhere. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> And then, and then for some reason, no one's alerted the um, guys on the dock that the dad, the grandfather's died, and the granddaughter's there just waiting for them at the dock. <laughs> yeah, and then there's this just this scene where she hugs the daughter. Yeah, and everyone's just watching from the boat. Like they don't even get off the dinghy; they're just on the dinghy, just watching her. Yeah, but by the next scene, everyone's pretty chill with it. They're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's I don't dead. Really, yeah, he's dead, but I'm I'm okay with it. The granddaughter's just playing cards and cracking jokes. Yeah, she's just playing cards with Jason <laughs> Statham's uh, ex-wife. ex-wife. And they both want him to get with the Asian chick. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then, like, the daughter's like, you know what? My mum likes you too. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, that was the worst moment of my life. I'm like... It was, it was the worst moment of mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> If I was you, that would be the worst moment of my life as well. Jason Statham wasn't even acting in that scene. He was just like, that was the worst moment in my life. It's like, who the fuck wrote this script? And she just calls him crazy guy for like half the movie. Yeah, just crazy. Just crazy. About like half an hour later, she's like, yeah, I think you should go out with my mom. Like, you, you just called this guy crazy like not long ago. Yeah, so that happens. I'm really enjoying this recap, actually. Let's keep going. <laughs> what happens after that? And then we lead on to the client. Well, actually, there's a really stupid scene in between. So oh, the, the, the billionaire decides to... So he basically tells them that the research facility is shut down and he's informed all the neighboring countries that there's this meg that's loose and um, to alert all the beaches so that no one's there. But he basically lies to them because... He doesn't want anyone to know about it. And he tries to go capture it himself. And he gets some guys to chuck some explosives into the water. And they think they've killed it. But they haven't. They've killed a whale. Yeah. And 
this is the ridiculous part. So basically, he's he's like, oh, we should get out of here when he finds out that it's it's not the Meg and that it's somewhere else. And then the boat <laughs> speeds off, off and he's right he's right on the edge he's right on the edge of this boat. And the boat speeds off and he falls off the boat and the guys just keep going. They don't realize yeah. that he's not on there. Yeah. It's like guys, wait, wait, and then and then the Meg comes and eats him. Yeah. Obviously, the- it's like what? Is yeah. that how you're going to end his character? That was that was one of the reasons why I was super disappointed with the Rain Wilson's performance and just his character and shit. It's not even that funny, the part when he falls off the boat and dies. It's just stupid. It's just like... Yeah, like falls the- off. Yeah. And then the Meg comes and it like takes a bite. Him. Yeah. Takes a bite of him. But then like it opens its mouth and he's still there. Oh, he's I like, he's still that. there. And then it bites him again. And oh, then okay. he cuts. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I just thought it was stupid. Then it gets to the really good shit. So the Meg's basically going to this beach in China, is it? Yeah, so it's Sanya Bay. Yeah, it's a beach in China. Yeah. So and there's like, just this, like, there's like, I don't know how many people, like 10,000 like people a on that beach. of people. <laughs> yeah. And three three characters I want to point out on this beach. Okay, I think I, I know two of them. I think I know two of them. <laughs> yeah, you don't know the third one. The third one's not that great. I'll say the third one first. So there's this guy on this little raft thing and he gets up onto the raft and he's like, oh my God. And you think he's seen the seen the Meg in the water, but he's just looking at all these chicks in bikinis. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, fair enough. And he like calls them over. Anyway, that guy's not that funny. He dies, but he's not that Does funny. Does he die? Yeah, he dies. Okay. Um, well, I'm happy that he died. Yeah. There's two guys that, absolutely made this there's this fat asian kid he's like this fat fat like 10 year old asian kid he's got this little floaty and his introduction he goes up to his mum. he's like it talks in mandarin he's like i want to go for a swim i want to go for a swim and he says it mom, like five times his mum just on the phone he's just like and she's like fine just fuck off go for a swim <laughs> just leave me alone so he goes into the water and he's just this fat kid eating an icy bowl in the water, swimming. And then there's this third guy who's this teenage Asian bloke in this ball in the water wearing sunglasses. Oh, okay. Just... That's, I, you've actually touched on... Uh, I, I've got another character. Oh, you've got another going. one. Yeah, this is this teenage Asian guy who's having way too much fun in the water, in this ball. He's having, he's having the time of his life. He's really kicking along, running around in this ball. He's got sunglasses on. He looks real trendy. Yeah, anyway, so all these guys are on the beach and the Meg's coming. Who's the fourth person you want to mention? This character's in it for literally less than five minutes. And it's probably the character that I cared about. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. More than any other character in the whole movie. And it's oh, this dog. Oh, Pippin. Pippin. <laughs> Pippin's the fucking best. It's yeah. this dog. So yeah. for some reason, they're having a wedding on a boat in the yeah. middle of the ocean. Or it's a, it might be a wedding photo shoot. And the, the bride has this dog. And the dog decides to go for a swim. So it goes for a swim. And then the, it sees the Meg coming. And then... It starts swimming in the other it direction. It starts swimming in the... It's in the trailer. Yeah. It starts swimming in the other direction. And then you basically see the Meg coming towards the boat. And you assume that it eats the dog along with the boat. You but assume they're all dead. Like all you assume they're all dead. dead but we'll but, come back to that. We'll come back to that. Don't, okay. spoil, don't spoil it for them. Anyway, so you assume they're all dead. And then the Meg goes to the beach. And for some reason, instead of going and straight straight up killing all these people, he hangs around and creeps around at the bottom for a little bit and, like, upskirts all these people. He susses out what's what's there, what's on offer. He's, like, sussing out what's happening. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? (laughs) The Meg, why are you sussing this out? Anyway, so he susses out for a while and then he starts killing people. And he gets a fair few people. He gets a guy on the raft. I'm pretty sure the guy the ball is dead. The guy yeah, who's having no, the... he gets the guy on the ball because it, it pops the ball. He pops the ball. Yeah, yeah. He was having way too much fun. That he didn't deserve to die. I felt sorry for him. He was my favorite character, actually. <laughs> I, um... I did not care about him. <laughs> oh, I cared a lot about <laughs> there, him. There was two characters that I cared about in the whole movie. Yeah. One was the kid, and one was the dog. Who's the kid? <laughs> the the kid the. The kid with the icing. Oh, pole. the fat kid with the icing. <laughs> yeah, so they—it's about to eat the fat kid with the icing pole, and then they put this thing into the water. That's a—it's like makes whale sounds or something. Yeah, and just before it hits, so it they lure hits. it back to the the ocean. Yeah, there's there's one big flaw in this whole thing. So the Meg is—it's massive. That like they kind of established that this is a really massive shark. It's going to a beach. It's not that deep. Yeah, it's going to get beached. How did it not become beached? Well, that's what I thought. And it goes pretty shallow as well. It goes... It goes... Because all the, all, all the guys are like, 
They're close to the shore. Yeah. They're not like that far into the ocean. It 100% should have got beached. It should have suicided. <laughs> Massive floor. So I just want to point out, in terms of we've spent about an hour and a half with Jason Statham and co, like all the main characters which we've gone through in the movie. I had, I did not care about any of them. I didn't even care about Jason Statham. Oh, I don't I, care if he's got some mental condition. I did not care about him. I care a little bit about Jason Statham. The five minutes that we spent with this kid and the dog was more character development than the whole movie's worth of other characters. And the guy, the ball. The guy, I special call out for the guy, the ball, that was having <laughs> way too much fun. He was, okay. he was one of my favourites. <laughs> for this whole scene during the beach, it's meant to be... Well, I think they were going for like a tense tone where it's meant to be kind of tense or is he going to eat all these people? I was just cracking up for the whole time because there's all these characters. Oh, it's so good. That was one of my favorite parts. It almost eats the fat kid, but just stops before him. Just stops. And then the kid finishes his icy pool. He has a good day after that. And then basically goes into the end action sequence where Jason Statham goes one-on-one with the Meg and fucks him up. And he basically fights the Meg by himself. and it's Pretty much by himself, it, yeah. Stabs it in the eye and finishes it off. That's about it. That's the end part. There's nothing much to talk about. We forgot to mention this before, but there's this one part that I thought was absolutely hilarious. The DJ character after the fat guy gets eaten by the Meg. Yeah, he like goes on this massive rat. And it starts off as a comedy rat where he's like, oh, I can't swim and says all this shit about not being able to swim. And then it takes a complete U-turn, and he's like, the Meg's killing my friends, man. And he gets really emotional. I was like, wait, what the fuck? He literally turns it like a second. So he's yeah. like, it's like, oh, it's he's killed that guy. I can't swim. There's this small Meg, and then there's a big Meg, and like there'll be another one that eats this one. And yeah. it's he's like, like just it's making like jokes. And then yeah. he's all of a sudden, he just gets all serious on you. Yeah. And at the same time, the father, like, the, the father of Lee Bing Bing, he's, like, dying. Like, <laughs> they literally show him, like, hurt. And then this guy's making jokes. And then he's all serious. And then he, <laughs> yeah, becomes... It, the funniest thing is it's a complete U-turn in, like, one line from being <laughs> yeah. ser- from joking around to being serious. I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened there? That's, that was the biggest change in tone in the whole movie and, like, the most, like, striking difference. And you're just like, okay. And there was this other part as well. It's just after that, when they're coming back on the dinghies. And it was literally after he said that. So it's still serious. And then he looks at Ruby Rose and he's like, what happened to your hair? And she's like, what happened to your hair? <laughs> just just out of nowhere. It was a funny, that was it. That was the conversation. It was a funny line. It was out of Do, do you know that's classic John Turtle type though? He just has these random lines in there that have no no meaning to the overall story. They just look at each other. He's like, what happened to your hair? And she's like, what happened to your hair? Because he's bald. Because he's bald, yeah. <laughs> and she had dyed her hair or something and it's gone. Yeah. There's Towards the end, it gets pretty funny for all the wrong reasons. To be honest, I wouldn't have minded that for the whole movie. But they just added all this shit about the characters, like the love track, the father-daughter relationship, the mother-daughter relationship, Jason Statham and... The doctor's relationship. There was all this random stuff that I just didn't need. <laughs> the doctor, the doctor relationship gets resolved real quick. It's, it's just like it's like tension for like ten minutes, and then it's like okay, they're buddies now. 
I thought there would be a love triangle, but there isn't a love triangle. The chick just wants him to get with the other chick. <laughs> all the all the character moments are resolved within ten minutes. So whatever happens, like literally the next scene, it's just resolved. Yeah. So like, if you don't enjoy one of the character arcs, you don't have to worry because in ten minutes it'll be over. You don't have to <laughs> care about it for the rest of the movie. It's it's fine. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So lastly, I wanted to mention. I was actually on the Meg's side because the Meg actually didn't do anything wrong because they they went in, they went into the Meg's territory and they let the Meg out. Yeah. And the Meg is just doing what the Meg does. Meg, it's a shark; it eats people. That's what yeah. sharks do. Yeah. So it was just doing what it does. So it's really the humans that stuffed around with it. So I had no sympathy for them. Although sharks don't normally eat people. Well, the Meg doesn't either. Remember the part where. If there's not enough vibration or something in the water, yeah, it won't eat them. But then it does afterwards. So I don't yeah. get it. Oh, it it's a bit temperamental. It's you know, <laughs> it's it's a Meg. Yeah. What did you think about that end action scene with Jason Statham versus Meg? I thought I wanted it to be a bit more campy. I wanted a bit more like him fighting the Meg with his fists or something, like punching it in the face. Yeah. Well, I was waiting the whole movie for Jason Statham to punch. Yeah. Like, well, punch a shark. It didn't have to be the Meg, but just punch a shark. <laughs> I, I would have really enjoyed if he punched the shark. But he does He does fight it with his hands, but I wanted a bit more hand-to-hand combat with the Meg. I would have enjoyed that. So, so that's what I'm saying. I wanted it to be worse. I wanted some parts to be worse rather than better. Some, they try and go too realistic sometimes. That's what I mean. Like They should have gone full, full unrealistic or full realistic. And I, I agree with you at the start, they try and make it more realistic. And as the movie goes on, it gets more campy. Gets, yeah. yeah, definitely. So we, we didn't come to the resolution of the kid and the dog. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming back to that. Pippin. No, well, the funny thing is Jason Statham's running, riding back in because he's alive. He was fighting one on one with the Meg. And he looks to the left. And then the dog's just swimming next to <laughs> just him. Just sees Pippin. Yeah, Pippin just swimming. And the... The bride's fucking vicious. She's absolutely ripping into the the bride's group. She's like, my group, wedding, yeah. yeah, my my wedding got ruined and all this shit in Mandarin. But then Pippin's back and everyone's happy. Everyone's happy, and they all have a coffee. They'll have, the have a yeah. They'll have a drink at the top, <laughs> yeah. and then Jason Statham's going to move to Thailand with Asian chicken, Asian chick's daughter. Is that what's going to happen? Or uh, he said they should go on a vacation, and then it just cuts off. Yeah, well, they're going somewhere, and everyone's having a good time. Good resolution. No end credit scene. No. Did you actually stay? No, nah, I looked it up online. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I sound like I would have stayed for the end credits for this movie? <laughs> I would have hundred percent stayed for the end credits if it was there. <laughs> if it was anything like the Sources Apprentice end credits, I would have been there. I'm still, I'm still left hanging with that one. I'm still waiting. Uh, was there much else? No, I think that's about it. I think we covered everything. We basically did a commentary for it. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So two things I wanted to mention. I think it would have benefited from a R rating. I think PG-13... Because at least they could have gone a little bit more campy with the with the violence. Yeah, I would have enjoyed an R rating. I enjoy an R rating in any movie, to be honest. Every movie should be R rated. Frozen should be R-rated. <laughs> I want you just see F-bombs. icicles going through people's heads. Yeah, and I want I want uh, Elsa to drop F-bombs. <laughs> yeah. 
They kept it very clean, which is probably for this movie it didn't. It might have helped for it to be a little bit more R-rated. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention is this is John Turltub. You know his favorite actor is Nick Cage. Yeah. What if Nick Cage was in this movie? Yeah. I think, I think it would have been better. I, I think, think I might have actually enjoyed it. Yeah, Nick Cage and uh, Jason Statham. Oh, both of them. Both of them together. Yeah. Yeah. So Jason Statham's a straight shooter, and Nick Cage is a bit more of a X factor. He goes a bit rogue sometimes. How about if Nick Cage played the Doctor, and they gave him a bit bigger role? Yeah, he just yeah. doesn't die. He doesn't die. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. sacrifice himself for some chick he hardly knows. So to make this movie good, I would have gone, get rid of Lee Bing Bing. Oh, just no, get rid of her. No, keep Lee Bing Bing. I like you, Lee. It's okay. I'm here for you. <laughs> get in Nick Cage as the doctor. So he's there at the start as well. Imagine, imagine that first scene with Nick Cage and Jason Statham. That would have been the best scene ever. <laughs> oh, my God. I can imagine it already. Oh. <laughs> And, but Nick um, Cage, and just just make it a full length, like a yeah. bit of a bromance. So that yeah. like take out. Yeah. I know the New Zealand guy was good. Take out his character, mold his character and Nick, um, the Doctor's character together. Into, that yeah, one and make it Nick Cage, and that character's Nick Cage. Yeah, and they develop a bromance as the movie. Yeah, goes so on. like yeah. first they like it's kind of like the Doctor and Jason Statham. So they yeah. kind of hate each other. They kind of at uh, kind of have a bit of conflict, yeah. and then after that they they start to. See that you know they have their strengths and they work together, yep. and they fight. They end up beating the Meg together. So at yep. the end, it's not just Jason Statham; it's both of them in yeah, the order. So they, and like one they do pokes like one, one eye. two punch, one two punch out. They knock it out with their hands, and then they both get the eyes. Yeah, yeah, like they get an eye each. Yeah, and then all the sharks. You know, you know, at the end when all the all sharks, the sharks start eating. What the what the fuck was up with that? That was just real <laughs> random. I'm like, okay, fair enough. You got to eat. Girls got to eat. Yeah. So obviously the other sharks don't like the Meg. They just swim past Jason Statham. like, we don't want you. Go away. But then there's that random hammerhead that tries to eat Jason. He's like, I don't want any of this. I want this bitch. <laughs> I want some bold English man. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that guy dies, unfortunately. So I think, yeah, would have... I, I think any movie would benefit from some Nick Cage and yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Jason Statham and Nick Cage in one movie though. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah, it would be good. Nick Cage needs to stop doing these, uh, like, really bad movies. Like, there's a there's a, a amount of bad that you can enjoy, but at the moment he's kind of in that in that really bad movie phase. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, he he'll be back. He'll be back. Actually, have we have Cage Watch this week? I have a segment in Cage Watch. We'll get to that after we're done with this review. So yeah. I think we're pretty much done. Anything else you want to say? Yeah, just want to say, Lee Big Bing, it's okay. I like you. Yeah, sorry, I gave you a fail. Yeah. Apparently she's good in other movies. She's in Transformers Age of Extinction. I'm not watching that. No, fuck that. Everyone Haven't else. you seen it? No, we saw it. We saw it. Remember, it's the one in Hong Kong? No, I stopped watching after... Who's that comedian guy? Do you know that part where he gets expl- blown up? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, every yeah. time I try and watch that movie, I watch that part, and I'm like, I'm not fucking watching this shit anymore. <laughs> this is ridiculous, yeah. Well, anyway, she's in that, oh, okay. which explains a lot of things, because that movie made, like, a billion dollars as well. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. I like Lee Big Big a little less now, knowing that she's been in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I do not recommend this movie, and Taron thoroughly recommends this movie. Yeah. So you can, you can choose who you want to believe... 
It's up to well, you. Like, don't but go don't in. come back to us if you if you don't agree with either of us. Well, don't don't go in expecting Citizen Kane, but like, <laughs> expect a good time, and you'll probably have one. A few drinks, a few drinks won't hurt. Alrighty, we'll move on to the news for this week. We'll yep. start off with a bit of Cage Watch. Yep. So, Nicholas Cage, uh, he's been talking about his upcoming role as Spider-Man Noir. Yep. And apparently he's channeled a bit of Humphrey Bogart in his portrayal of Spider-Man Noir in Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse. So, I, 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 know, I know that perplexed look you have on your face because you don't know who he is. Yeah. He is... He was an actor in the... Probably the 30s? Oh, yeah. So, just yeah, before 30s, you Between the 30s and the 50s. Was that so when you were a teenager or...? Yeah, I think I watched... Um, yeah. I, I might have been like... Uh, Weren't you and Humphrey... St- you, and, you and Humphrey Bogart were best friends in high school, weren't yeah, you? No, we, yeah, no. We got... We, we, were, yeah, we went to the same school. You are yeah, good mates, like, yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. he hated you because he was a massive racist. <laughs> that's that's me. Humphrey Bogart made me the best guy. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Humphrey. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Yeah. But anyway, he channeled. Apparently, Nick Cage channeled a bit of him. I've got a quote from from the man himself. So yeah. there are multiple Spider Men in different dimensions that are kind of colliding together. States Cage. My character spot. My character is Spider Man Noir. He's really Peter Parker from the 30s. I tried to channel those noir films with Humphrey Bogart, and I have those kind of sounds that he might make with James Cagney or Edward G. Robinson, that kind of way of talking. So apparently those must be some characters that he played. I tried to give the character that. It was a lot of fun. I think it'll be quite funny. The movie definitely has a sense of humour, and that's a good thing because it's good for the whole family. Yeah. What's uh, Humphrey Bogart famous for? He did a lot of films like pre World War Two, yeah. So I haven't seen any of them, but his big ones are like High Sierra, The Maltese Falcon, Casablanca. Oh, Casablanca! I know what Casablanca is. Yeah, Casablanca. It's uh, stars Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. Oh yeah, okay, fair enough. You don't know who that is, do you? Uh, well, I've heard of her actually. I, I seriously, <laughs> I seriously have. I genuinely have heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But anyway, he's trying to channel. Basically, he was an actor in the '30s, so I think he's yeah. tra- trying to channel that sort yeah. of character into him. Yeah. So sounds good. That's all we have for Cage Watch this week. We're going to have. So, if for those who are joining us for the first time, Cage Watch is just a weekly segment that we have about Nicholas Cage. See what he's up to. I should follow him on Twitter or something. Does he have an Instagram? No, he doesn't look like the Instagram type. Does he have Twitter? I don't know if he does. Uh, we okay. should research this. Yeah. Do, um, I, do you follow the Facebook page, the same photo of Nicolas Cage every day? No. It's just a photo of Nicolas Cage. They put, well, yeah. It, the same one. The same one every day. <laughs> yeah. well, it's a good one. It's a good page. <clears throat> Is it yeah. the one from the Wicker Man? Uh, I can't remember which picture it was. I followed it okay. ages ago, yeah. Is it the one where the bees are going into his eyes? No, nah, it's not that. It's a normal picture. Moving on to other news. Venom, which we talked about last week, the trailer. So it's been revealed this week that it's not going to be R-rated. Yeah, I heard it's about PG-13. that. It's PG-13. bit disappointed. And the reasoning is shit as well, because you know what? They could have made, the reasoning they've done this is because they want it to link into the Marvel Cinematic Universe eventually. Potentially. And if 
uh, and they're thinking if it's R-rated, they'll never be able to link it in. But I'm thinking if they just make a good movie and people love the character, that they can get that character into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they'll just have to tone it down when he's in MCU. Just They'll come up with a character or like a story plot that makes him not kill people or whatever. No, I agree. If if the movie was better, if it was R-rated, yeah, they should have just stuck with the R-rating because I think for a character like Venom, it would have probably suited it more. Yeah, it's like Deadpool. It's like Deadpool. You want it to be R-rated. You don't want it to be yeah. PG. Yeah. But I, I can see that they want to get into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but yeah. I also think that it's not going to be part of it because... It's not going to be good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, that, but- the short answer is I don't think it will be good enough to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because firstly Marvel didn't have any creative control over this movie so it was all made by Sony. So for it to fit into the Marvel Cinematic Universe it has to follow, it has to fit in the universe. Like it has to be in that continuity and things have to be as they are in. So, you know, the Avengers exist, all of that has to be canon in this in this movie, but I feel like they, this is more of an afterthought. I th- I feel like they've just made the movie yeah. and then they're like, maybe they realized it wasn't good enough and they're like, we got to try to get this in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. so more people are going to watch this. I just wish they tried to make a better movie. Just make, like, just make a solid movie. doesn't matter if it's part of any universe, just make a good movie. doesn't yeah. matter if it's R or PG-13, but if it's going to be better as an R movie, make it R, don't tone it down. To get it into a particular universe, just yeah, make it how it's meant to be. Yeah, and the fact that this news has come out this week, it makes me question the quality of the film. Yeah, so these I'm, last minute changes generally point to the film not being good. Yeah, but also but fingers crossed that it's still good. Also, they will know that if it's not good, that it's not going to get into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So if they're trying to gun for that, maybe it is good, or maybe they think it's good. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If you go by that logic, maybe it is good. Yeah. I think it's coming out first week of October, so we'll be reviewing that. In other news, also Spider-Man related, have you seen the news about potentially having Hydro-Man in Far From Home? No, I didn't see that. Tom Holland had a, I think it was an Instagram post of him on set, and they were just spraying a large amount of water at his stunt double. And everyone was thinking that this is Hydra Man, who's a villain. But I don't think it's the case because they wouldn't want to make the same mistakes as previous Spider-Man movies by adding too many villains. Because they've already got Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, and they've already got um, Michael Keaton as the Vulture, who's returning. So that's already two, and I don't think they'd want to have three because that's already getting to Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 unless, levels. Unless he's working for Mysterio. Possibly. But Mysterio is like a master of magic, right? Oh, visual, or like illusions. So visual I, I'm guessing that he's just the one spraying yeah. the water because he's... Like, I, I can I can actually imagine... Um, like, he, it looks like a large amount of water spraying against Spider-Man... And then the next second, he looks at himself and he's completely dry. And it was just yeah. a, it's all just an illusion. I can see something it's, like that happening. It's not magic. I think it's just visual effects. He used yeah, to work I think on, it's just... Yeah. He used to work on just, movies or something and then he turns evil. Yeah, yeah. So it's... Yeah, it's more... It's not like 
Doctor Strange or Loki or anything like that. He's just uh, it's just Master a, of Illusions. He's basically Michael Bay. How good would that be if they made his character basically Michael Bay? Like a, he just takes a mask off. It's Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a a director, washed up director that used to make all these CGI movies. That would actually work. Yeah. Yeah, that would actually work. There was some not this is not news that came out this week, but I've heard a theory that uh you know how Spider Man Sony's only leasing Spider Man to Marvel for five films? Yeah, so three so Civil they're War making a trilogy. No, so it includes Civil War, oh. Infinity War, and in- Homecoming and Far From Home. So that's only that's fine. So yeah. no, actually, it's only four movies. So the contract technically ends by the end of Far From Home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh no, it's five because Avengers four. So it's five. Yeah. Yeah. So technically, it ends at the end of Far From Home. I thought they were making this, a trilogy. Well, they probably will, but the speculation is that Far From Home is actually before Infinity War, and you know how the first time you see Spider-Man in Infinity War, he's on the bus. Yeah. That's actually the bus from the airport after his trip to Europe. Could be possible, but also might be a bit disappointing. And basically they're saying that Spider-Man is actually dead. Yeah. And is not going to come back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think that's not true, but we'll see. I've, yeah. I've been wrong in the past. Not many times, but sometimes. I guess anything's possible. I don't think that's going to be true, though, because they make too much money from Spider-Man being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, Sony makes a lot of money because of Spider-Man being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I don't think they'll back out. I think they'll keep leasing him back to Marvel going forward. I think they'll make a trilogy at least. At least, then, yeah. Yeah, and then see what yeah. happens from there. Well, they reckon that Spider-Man's going to be the new leader of the Avengers. Nah, it's going to be Captain Marvel. It could be. Well, there's 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 a couple of contenders. So there's, there's Black Panther. Oh. There's Captain Marvel. There's Doctor Spider-Man, yeah. and there's Doctor Strange. Yeah. And Spider-Man is, in terms of marketability, Spider-Man's the biggest out of all of those. No, but if you look at what Hollywood's doing at the moment, it'll either be Black Panther or uh, Captain Marvel. So it's going to be a female-led thing or a black person-led thing. Yeah. Because that would be, like, that's the whole new rage thing now. So I think it will be Captain Marvel. Leading the yeah, it's it's either Captain Marvel or Spider Man. I don't think it'll be Black Panther. I don't think it'll be Black Panther either, just because it wouldn't work as a story kind of thing to have Black Panther lead the Avengers. Because I I think it might be Spider Man because you also see Tony Stark, um, kind of like mentoring Spider Man. Like even in Infinity War, he's like, you know, when they're in the ship and he's like, oh, look at the situation. What would you do? Yeah, and he, he like he tries to get input from Spider Man, so he's potentially he might not be the next um might not be the next leader. Maybe it will be Captain Marvel. I think it's like like a possible future leader. If they ever do a time jump, yeah, and go into the future, then yeah, he would be. Then the it leader. might be Spider Man, yeah. or it would probably be the leader of the Young Avengers. Young Avengers, yeah. If they yeah. do a Young Avengers, then he'll be the leader of that. I've got some more Spider Man news. Oh, keeps coming. Keeps coming. It's a gift that keeps giving. So this is another one from the uh, the Spider-Verse, not including Spider-Man, so the Venomverse. 
But um, remember that movie Silver and Black? Yeah, I've heard about this and fuck that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, say it. So now it's going to be two movies. Yeah. Uh, starting off with um, Black Cat, and yeah. they're going to do Silver Sable later on. Yeah, I heard about this. And but all of this is still put on hold. It all depends on Venom, if Venom's good or not. So if Venom is good, these, all, all of these will get made. If it's not good, then it'll be like the Dark Universe. Yeah, <laughs> just go down in flames. Yeah. They really, they're really want to make their own universe, don't they? They've tried like so many times now. But yeah, we'll see. If, if Venom's good, maybe Black Cat and... Silver Sable might be okay. I hear Black Cat's quite a good character. People like her. I don't know who the fuck Silver Sable is, but yeah. I think it's a relatively new character. And there's also that Silk movie and oh, uh, yeah. Morbius. And Morbius, and, yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few coming up. Yeah. Apparently there's a Craven the Hunter as well. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Why are they yeah. making that movie? He's like, a, he's like a flat-out villain. He's a bad guy. How do you have him as the main yeah. hero? Like, There's no good to him at all. Yeah. He's not a good bloke, yeah. He goes around <laughs> killing animals. <laughs> so this this week's new segment has been very much Spider-Man filled. There's one other thing I wanted to mention, and that was this new Star Wars show. I don't know if you've seen it. It's Star Wars Resistance. There's about a one-minute trailer on it. I uh, did not see it's that. A, no. It's on the Disney Channel. It's Remember that Iron Man animated show? Yep. It's kind of like a CGI. Yeah, I didn't like it, but yeah, I know, I know what you mean. The animation's very similar to that style. Yeah, I don't like that style for some reason. I'm just not a fan. It's between um, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, so it's got Poe Dameron and oh, okay, he's he's in it. Yeah, yeah, I do like yeah. that character though. So yeah, he's not the main character though. The main character's someone else. Oh, okay, yeah. But he's in it. You nearly sold me on it, and then you crushed my dreams again. <laughs> yeah. You're so yeah. close. Yeah, that's all I had in terms of news. Did you have anything uh, that you wanted to add? Just have one that I've kind of heard and um, links in with today's review. Uh, did you hear about Ruby Rose getting cast as Batwoman for the CW Arrowverse? I did, yeah. Yeah, so that's the only other news I have. Yeah, I think she'll be good. Like This is the first time I've seen her. In in the Meg, and I think she'll be. Have okay. you seen Have you seen John Wick two? Yes, but she's I don't in, remember her. She's in, in that. Have you seen XXX: The Return of Jack Ryan no. Cage? <laughs> she's also in that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried watching that the other day. It's not good. It is not good. <laughs> it's got Neymar in it for some reason. Oh, he dies at the very start. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> 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 like in the first five minutes, he's dead. Do you know who else dies at the very start? Samuel Jackson. I thought he would oh. be. Thought he'd be a main character. He dies like literally in the first five minutes. All these, all these scenes are in the trailer. Highly disappointed. Anyway, I think what's her name again? Ruby Rose will be pretty good as Batwoman, but I don't know if I'll watch the watch that because it's linked with all those other Arrow shows. Yeah, the Arrowverse. Yeah, so it's linked with all those other Arrowverse shows, and I can't be bothered watching those anymore because they're not good. <laughs> they, they used to be okay, but now they are not good. Also, did you hear about the Supergirl movie? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, apparently they're going to make a Supergirl movie. There was one that was made in 1984, yeah. which is one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've I've seen some footage from it. It's not good. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, have you seen the Captain America one? 
that was made. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's that level. Yeah, of, it's probably yeah, a bit better. I mean, they're than, both, it's a bit they're better both than, terrible, yeah. but it's probably a bit better than this Captain America yeah. one. Have you seen yeah. the Fantastic Four one? That one never released. Oh, did that one Apparently. Never... Okay. Apparently yeah. that one never released, but it came out. Yeah. Um, it, no, it was never theatrically released. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of shit movies. That, what, what period is that? 1980s? Yeah, 80s. The only good superhero movies back then were the Superman super, man ones. Yeah. Superman ones, yeah. And then Batman. late 80s was when Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, came out. And then the 90s were pretty shit, to be honest, as well. 90s were horrible. And then X-Men in 2000s and Spot, the original Spider-Man. Those yeah. Spider-Man movies, they we, we'll talk about them in probably another episode in detail, but they really don't hold up. <laughs> There's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man do, movies. Do you like all the close-ups he has on people's faces as they scream? Just screaming, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll talk about those in a, in another episode. But yeah, I think that's all we had in terms of news. Yeah, so all, yeah. I guess we'll wrap the show up. But before we do, we have a, a competition. We're going to be giving away the Infinity War Steelbook, limited edition Steelbook. So we've got a copy of that, which we're going to give away to... A lucky winner. Well, there's three steps to it. So, firstly, you've got to be a subscriber of our podcast, just so that we give it to people that have been listening to us. And secondly, you've got to like us on our Facebook page, so just that we know who you are and we can contact you. And the third one, and the most important one, is you've got to answer this question, which is, which team of three would you take to fight Thanos to defeat him? in Avengers 4, and the team of three can be from any universe of your choice. So anything. Could even be this universe. Yeah, so it can be the Marvel Universe, it can be X-Men, it can be DC, Yeah. it can be Mario and Luigi. Yeah, it could be real life. It could be... It can be Pokemon, it can be Dragon Ball Z characters. It could be whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, and any combination of them. So they don't all have to be from... So the three don't have to be from the same universe. So you could have uh, one from Pokemon. You could have a Pokemon, a Dragon Ball Z character, and a DC character. I feel like you have to give a reason as to why you've picked them as well. Otherwise, yeah, so tell us yeah. in 50 words or less yeah. why your three would defeat Thanos. Yeah. So anyone you can think of. And the most creative answer wins? Or? Well, as judged by us. I was going to say, yeah, the the one that we like the best we'll get. But we'll, we'll have some honourable mentions that we'll probably mention on the podcast. Yeah, we'll have some honourable mentions, but the winner, there's only one winner. In terms of what you get with the Steelbook, you get a Blu-ray, you get a 4K Blu-ray, and you obviously get the beautiful uh, Steelwork art. So it's got... Uh, you, you'll you can check it out on our it's got Facebook the page. Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. So it's got the Infinity Gauntlet and Thanos in the background, yeah. So there's this is limited edition, so there's not many of these that are made. Even as an investment, it's a it's a really good price to get. Well, the entries are open now. We'll close them probably. We'll announce the winners in our review of the Nun, which is about a month away. So get your entries in, and yeah, we look forward to seeing some interesting combinations. I think we should say only one entry per person. Yes, one entry per person. And obviously the caveat is you've got to be a subscriber and like us on our Facebook Yeah, page. so we'll have a Facebook post up, and you just put the, you put the entry in the comments, I guess. 
Is that how we're going to no, do it? No, I think we'll we'll say that you, email? you can email us. Probably email or private message us. Okay. Just so that everyone else doesn't see what you've yeah. sent us. Yeah. So private, you can private message us on Facebook or I guess even Twitter. You can do. Can you private message on Twitter? I think you can. Or let's just let's just keep it to. You can pri- okay, private message on Facebook or email. Or you can Instagram private message as well. I guess. Yeah, Instagram yeah. private message. So. And if you can private message on Twitter, do it. But I don't know if you can. Yeah, I don't think you can. And yeah. there's a word limit on Twitter anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Just do what um, do what feels right to you. Do what feels yeah, right. So so yeah, email, Facebook, Instagram. How do they contact us on each of those? So email is cognitive recalibration podcast at gmail.com. Instagram, cognitive recalibration. And Facebook's the same at cognitive recalibration. And we're on Twitter at C recalibration. Yes. So you can contact us on any of those. In terms of the contest, we, as we said, Facebook, email, or Instagram. But if you'd like to ask us a question, you're welcome to also tweet us. Yeah, I've, I was actually at JB Hi-Fi today, which is a electronic store in Australia, and they were showing the... It's equivalent to, your, if you're American, it's equivalent to your Best Buy. Yeah, so, and they were showing Infinity Ward, all the TVs, the 4K, looks really good, looks really good in 4K. Yeah, it looks like you're watching it in the theatre, so really good, really good get. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also got two hours of extended yeah, it's... scenes as well. You get a bit of Thanos' backstory, and you get some. Uh, it's got the gag reel, so it's got a it's got a lot of packed extras in there. So it's a it's a really good prize, if, especially if you're a fan of the Marvel Cinematic oh, and Universe. And it's actually got this really cool thing that I heard about online. Um, it's got all these Marvel directors that sit around and basically discuss their movies. It's got Taika Waititi, James Gunn, John Favreau, Joss Whedon, and they all talk okay. about. They all talk about their movies. Yeah, it's one of the extended, extended things that they have on the DVD. Good, good thing to listen to. So yeah, get your entries in. You can you can find us on a variety of uh, podcasting services now. So we're available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, whichever one you want. So uh, if you found us on one of those, um, and that's your preferred podcasting service uh good on you but if you like to use spotify for instance uh, you can find us on there too yeah wherever you want so i guess that's it for this week we kind of uh that was a very interesting review i think it's the first one where me and you really didn't agree on a movie yeah well <laughs> yeah i feel like you're waiting for the wrong reasons but we'll, yeah that's fine yeah We'll see. Let us know what you think about it. Yeah, let us know what you think of the Meg. Just say, do you, just reply if you agree with me or Taran. Yeah, and then we're gonna. I feel like you're gonna be one or the other. I don't think there's gonna be many people in the middle for this. I think you're either gonna hate it or you're gonna. We're gonna poll the votes next time. All five of them got come through, and we will um, see. We'll who say was. who was right. Yeah, who was definitely right. Yeah. Okay. All right then. We'll uh, see you in. The next episode where we'll we'll talk about something. Yeah, don't know what yet. Maybe crazy rotations. Maybe. Yeah. Or we could have something before that. We might have an episode before that one. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Alrighty. So we'll we'll see you in the next one. Yeah. See, see you later. Bye. Bye. 
The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.